Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birth Your Vision podcast. I'm your host, and today in this episode, I have the wonderful, um, beautiful woman all the way from America, Katrina A. Roddy. She's going to be talking about corporate breakup, and she's going to be sharing what is it that actually holds a person back from being an entrepreneur, and also what is the corporate breakup and how you can actually um, learn different strategies to be able to really understand how to really manage it and why is your relationship with money so important. So, you know, come along and come and join us as we are about to kick start an amazing show today. So, you know, just before I welcome my guest to speak, I just want to share a little bit about my wonderful guest. You know, um, she has worked for over 30 years in corporate insurance before being laid off. And um, it was actually at that moment when she chose to take her acquired skills into corporate and she was able to actually create her own career. And um, she's an author, an entrepreneur coach. Um, she is the best selling author of Steal Your Skills from Corporate. And um, today she's going to be sharing lots of great strategies, how to actually, you know, make sure that you are working in, in alignment with your calling when we talk about corporate. And so I'm so excited. So welcome the beautiful Katrina to the show. It's a great pleasure to have you. Thanks for coming. Thank you, Hannah. Your voice is so soothing. So all your <laughs> listeners should be like, ah. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You. I get that a lot. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's about give the woman a mic and allow her to use her voice. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for that wonderful compliment. I am so excited to see you. Um, it's amazing that we are right right here doing this amazing show and i always tell people against all odds the show must go on <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah really absolutely. that's the absolutely. biggest skill you can have is adaptability yes indeed <laughs> and did we adapt today <laughs> uh, so yes thank you so much i am so excited to really dive in you know, I just want to know, you know, about you, basically, mm -hmm. about your story and your journey. So let's really start from your story. If you can just share a snippet, a brief about sure. you. Who is Katrina? Sure. So I'll start off in fast forward mode. I'm Katrina Roddy, best-selling author of Steal Your Skills from Corporate. I'm also an entrepreneur coach, as you mentioned, and I coach individuals on how to transition out of that employee mindset to becoming the CEO, what I like to call the CEO of your life as a new entrepreneur. So a little bit about my story is I spent over 30 years, I can't believe I'm saying over now, <laughs> it's like that little plus at the end, 30 years in corporate insurance. Um, I started at a very young age and it was one of those things where I've always been a curious person and I encourage um, curiosity because that helps you grow. Whenever you get to a point where you feel like you know everything, then you stop growing. It's like you turn the learning switch off. So at a very young age, I was, um, we came from humble beginnings and I was number five out of six children and um, didn't really, couldn't really afford college, but I was determined to go. And I remember colleges coming in and they're all doing their spiel and they're listening. And um, what I heard was one strict business school came in and said, hey, we will um, put you into our business courses, what's called a co-op, and we will actually help you find a job in the beginning. 
And when we find a job for you, then after that, that becomes one of your classes and we'll report it back to the school. How And the best part about that is some of these corporations will pay tuition reimbursement for you. So I went through this program. I jumped into the legal program, Hannah, because I thought I wanted to be in law. Um, I just wanted to read contracts. I'm a little nerdy like that. But what happened was I get into this program and that catapulted me into insurance. And I started learning so much as I was getting my degree. So fast forward, you know, years later, I continue to be in insurance and I continue to work in this field or the specialty area of insurance called national accounts or corporate accounts, where I had the opportunity to work with the C-suites of some of the major corporations that you can think of, like um, Post Serial, Costco, um, you know, State Farm. These huge companies were my clients. And that's how I became, you know, I got into the insurance until one day they decided that they were going to lay us off. So I was laid off. And at that point, I had been in it for so long and I had gone through some changes and watched changes with the company. And that's when I decided, hey, um, you know, I'm not going back to corporate. So I made a conscious decision not to go back. But then after that, I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? And I started learning more about being an entrepreneur. And here in the States, we call it a 1099. It's just a tax turn or tax code for being an independent contractor. So I went into being an independent contractor and then eventually put both feet in and full-blown entrepreneur now. Wow, that's an incredible story. And I love your um, your persistence and your resilience, you know, um, going off to actually achieve your degree. And really, even after being laid off, you still had that powerful resilience, you know, the power of a woman who is really um, optimistic and ready to kind of go forward and really build her own career as an entrepreneur, which is amazing. So thank you so much for share, for really sharing that with us. I just wanted to know about corporate. Why corporate to begin with? You know, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, it is. <laughs> um, if you think about it, there's an evolution of how we do things and, and our peers that are around us. So I always say this. My parents came from blue collar, white co- I mean, blue collar, strictly blue collar. And that's what they encouraged us as children. So when I came along, because I'm, you know, probably odd person out, I was like, I'm going to work corporate. And my dad really didn't understand that. And why did I choose corporate? Because I felt like I wanted to be in business. And here's the funny part. I was watching some 80s show or 70s show where there's, I don't know if you guys remember a show called Heart to Heart. And there was this guy and then his wife would have on a suit. And I'm like, I'm going to dress like her. And the only way I could do that is to work downtown. How can I work downtown Chicago and be part of a business? Because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do international business. I just wanted to understand business. And that's what pushed me into corporate. Um, Learning contracts, learning law. I just thought that was all corporate and I wanted to be in there. So my parents didn't understand it. They were like, a good job to them was, You go, you work hard physically and you get a paycheck and you get benefits from that. Mm -hmm. And then I take off and I say, I am going to work with my brain. I am using my (laughs) brain to do this. And they're like, you don't do anything, do you? (laughs) (laughs) And I had to assure them. And I I call it an evolution, Hannah, because Mm -hmm. now my son, who is a Gen Z, I don't understand them. 
you know, I'm like, go out and get a job and do these things. And they're talking about being creative. If you want to know how not to work a nine to five, talk to a Gen Z because they've figured it out or they think they've figured it out. Absolutely, indeed. So how did you know you had an entrepreneurial spirit in you? So when I worked in corporate, I would always have budgets and goals that my company set for me. But then I also had my own. Like, what do I want to achieve? And I would form little things to help me achieve that. So one of the things I would do all the time is um, because of the size accounts I worked on, I had to entertain. So I would basically like do an event planning and I would strategize and everything. And, you know, as I was leaving the company, I recall one of the individuals who was not leaving say to me, you know what? You should really get into being an event planner. You had the best events. They were the most organized. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) But that just gave me an inkling that, you know, I could probably take what I have, um, and use the skills that I've had, use the skills that I've acquired over these years and create something of my own. Did I know it would be an entrepreneur coach? Not at the time, but it was it was me working through this. And I actually found someone I would go into networking events all the time yeah. and I would help people just naturally just say, hey, I can help you with the budgeting. I can help you understand networking. I can help you with marketing just, you know, because I was in the mood, you know, that's just who I am to help. And it was one lady that pulled me to the side and said, honey, you give out too much free information. This is your job. Mm. And that's when I decided to put everything in one location. Um, Everything that I would talk to people about separately, I put it in one location and that just happened to be a book. Absolutely. I mean, when you mentioned that someone told you that you are giving away all your you know, your your talent and your skills and all that kind of stuff. I think we as women, sometimes we do that. We give too much away. Yeah. Too much information. Naturally. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas we can actually package that information and turn it into a monetization business, right? Something that we can monetize. Um, So we have a lot to really think about and really learn. And, um, you know, you mentioned about, you know, your skills. I, I feel like there are so many benefits when it comes to, using your skills and I feel like some of us were still hiding those skills yeah. isn't it and yeah. we need to learn how to unlock those hidden talents and, and those hidden skills um, because it's all about you know ensuring that we are using those wonderful skills and really finding a way yeah to turn it into a profitable business right what are your thoughts on that so Hannah I would say I agree with you but yeah. sometimes it's more um more than just unlocking your skills. Mm. Sometimes people have skills that they don't even know that they yes. have. Mm-hmm. So it takes a person like me when I sit down and I coach individuals, I pull out skills that they're like I didn't know I even had that. Yeah. And because they they're so good at it that they've been doing it naturally and they don't consider that a skill. Absolutely. The thing that I like to say is there's a television show on reality TV where these young ladies will organize your life. They will come in and organize a closet. It's all color coded. Mm. It's beautiful. I can't do that. (laughs) So (laughs) that's a skill that they have. And they decided Mm. to take that and monetize it. But what do you what do I say to people who did not go into corporate? Where can they get those skills from? And Just think about it. There are a lot of individuals who may have had to put their jobs, especially women, put their lives on hold or their careers on hold to take care of their families. Mm -hmm. And now their kids are 
off to college, just out of the house. And now they want to go back and revisit that. These people, you have skills. I was a swim mom. My son was a swimmer. And I can I can count the times that they've told me, can you take care of the concessions? Can you organize the carpool? Can you these are organization skills and strategy yes. skills that you may not have had, you may not have even realized. That's what I would say to people. Corporate is just a metaphor for life. I use yeah. corporate because that's where I came from. So I use that terminology. Does that Absolutely. make sense? Yeah, definitely. Indeed. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, this is why we have, you know, coaches and mentors in place to actually help us to kind of identify and really yeah. help us to gain clarity on what those skills are. Because sometimes as women, we have so much that is so hidden and we've not really had the opportunity to be able to identify what they are and not being able to develop those skills, yeah. you know, um, it's not just about the the nine to five. There are other things that you can do apart from that, you know, turning an idea into a, a profitable business. So, yes, I do definitely agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for that. So, you know, let's talk about entrepreneurs and what are the things, you know, you feel holds yeah. them back because there are many things that actually holds back entrepreneurs. So what is it that you feel? What I feel, what I feel the number one thing is fear of transition. Yeah. Fear of transition. Um, mm -hmm. There are so many people um, that I started coaching and yeah. of course I'm going to help them identify their skills, but those things, the skills are already there. Yeah. I'm just, you know, acting as their, um, I'm revealing their blind spot, so to speak. So those are already there, but what I learned immediately while I started coaching was that these individuals have the fear of transition. They go through mm -hmm. a what if stage. What if I don't make it? What if I don't have enough friends and family to support me? What mm -hmm. if I don't have enough money? What if I don't like all of these things come to play and they just can't make that change. But yes. what I say is the universe is balanced, right? You have two sides. You can't have yes without no. Can't have peanut butter without jelly. <laughs> You can't have you. you they're, they're balanced. So what if goes both ways? Yeah. What if you do succeed? What if you do have enough friends and fans? What if mm. you do? And that's the side that you have to look at. You have to say, what if I do succeed at this? How would that look? Because you've you've told me everything and how it would look if you don't succeed. Tell me yeah. everything how and how it would look if you do succeed. Mm. So what I would say is um, it's that fear of transition. But you have to, if you, especially if you get laid off from a job like I did, yeah. you have to go through that emotional hurt. You have to go through that grief stage. You really do because you want to be able to feel what that feels like. So you won't go back into it. Exactly. Or if you do go back into it, you know what that is. You know what that feeling is. You know what it, what it does to you, the stress it brings on your body. Mm. So um, I just tell people when they get to that point, you go through those stages and then after that, you need to make moves. And that's where the acronym moves comes in. Absolutely. I definitely agree. Um, you know, and also, you know, fear of what other people think, right? Yeah. All <laughs> day. All day, every day. You know, yeah. what does that person think? What does my friend think? What does that, yeah. you know, my, my family think about me? And also, you know, the fear of inadequacy, not being able to do certain things. Maybe, for example, some people may not be very very techy you know and yeah. they might be like oh no i can't do that because i don't really understand how to use certain 
um, you know, certain media platforms or how yeah. to do certain things and also financial security. So it's just endless common fears yeah. that hold yeah. so many entrepreneurs back. Or fear well, of calling themselves mm, an expert is one. Yeah. Another yeah. Yeah. And then another one, Katrina, it's about fear of success. Can you yes. imagine that? Yes. <laughs> that one fear of success. People are fearful of what it means to them to actually have success because they're not yeah. really sure how to manage it. They've not, um, they've not, you know, um, what's, what's the word? They've not actually encountered or even experienced yes. success before. And so it's almost like, oh my God, what if I make certain amounts of money? What if my business boom? What if I become yeah. the next big thing? What if I'm featured on, on a certain magazine like Forbes? Will I be able to manage and cope exactly. and still carry on and thrive, you know? Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I've actually watched some people shrink as they become more successful because yeah. they're fearful of it. And they're like, I didn't, I didn't want that. Um, yeah. I didn't want the limelight on me. I just wanted to do my job. I didn't want this, you know, their, their fear of success and that holds them back because once again, now all of a sudden their curiosity shrinks. They feel like I know it all. I can stay exactly. here. And that's not true. Like yeah. open yourself up, be available to mm. take in those blessings. Because if not, you're just knocking them all over the place. You are literally. And, and I can tell you a story about when I was in corporate. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> I Well, it's hilarious to me. <laughs> but this is where a fear of success. And this is while working in corporate. They wanted to give me a promotion. And I turned it down. I said, no, I don't want that. And so um, they said, well, why? I said, I just, I just don't feel like I want that. And they came back and they said, well, do you know anyone else who may want this job from the outside? Because you're, you're network with a lot of people. Maybe you want maybe someone else on the outside. And I named off a lady that I'd worked with in the past. Now she was, you know, she's pretty high up there. And I said, yeah, just talk to her. She'll do a great job. She she yeah. loved this job. Now I passed it on, right? They interview this lady. They go to talk to her. This lady in turn says, no, I'm not really looking to make a move from my company, but how about Katrina Roddy? Isn't she over there? She'd be perfect for the job. So she referred them right back to me and they came mm -hmm. back and said, we did talk to her. And you know what she told us? She told us that you'd be perfect for the job. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, really? I accepted it. Um, I worked extremely well in it. But you don't know that if you keep pushing it away. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we really need to have an open dialogue and open conversation and start changing the narrative. Yeah. You know, these discussions are so vital. They're so important. Yep. You know, fear of success. We need to talk about it. How will you deal with it when you get to that level? Yeah. Um, you know, having fear of failure, we need to address it. All these things are so important because it's actually just limiting so many people who have amazing experiences, amazing yep. potential and expertise from starting. You know, we have the power to start and starting begins from the moment we say yes to ourselves and give ourselves grace. So absolutely. You know yeah. what? Let's go into um, the corporate break up. You know, I will. Yeah, <laughs> people want to know about what the corporate breakup is all about. So tell us what that is. So I came up with the corporate breakup because um, I literally was watching a news channel and there was a lady there talking about a breakup. She was a relationship coach 
And everything she described is what I went through, what a couple of my friends had gone through, what I'd heard some other people go through. It's the anger, it's anxiety, it's um, sleep disturbances, it's avoidance, all of these things that are part of grief or separating from someone. Mm. But what I heard from that, Hannah, was you have your friends who may come over after you have a, a personal breakup and they will support you. They may bring wine over. They may bring ice cream. You guys talk about what happened. They tell you to love yourself before you move on. They, You get all of this support, right? When you break up from corporate, they're like, that girl needs to find another job. No one really gives you that support that you need, but you have to heal the same way because you're going through the same emotions. So the corporate breakup is just, it's a breakup. A breakup is a breakup. It's all separation. So you have to be able to heal from that to move on. So mm -hmm. I created the company that I do my coaching under called the corporate breakup because mm -hmm. I definitely want to help people heal from that and be able to move on, move forward mm -hmm. with their lives. Yeah, I absolutely love that concept. And um, so what process do you take your client through? when they come to you after a breakup from their corporate jobs and career? So I've mentioned a couple of times, I like to use the word move because that's, you got to mm. do something. And yeah. moves, moves is actually an acronym for there's a mindset reset. I mean, that's through meditation. That's through healthy eating. That's through um, making sure you got a lot of, you know, enough sleep, making sure you drink enough water. If you need to exercise and part of that is punching, do that, like whatever it is. I recall one of my clients at one point, I actually used to walk with her. She lived in my neighborhood. And I just go for a little walk with her because that helped her get her mind centered around her, her business. And it brought it back to her. She started feeling good about herself and now she can think clearly. So the M part of moves is um, it's a mindset reset. And we work on this the entire time. The O is be open to a new title. People get so stuck on, I was this, I was SVP, I was COO, I was VP, I was whatever it was. You're yeah. not that anymore. Be open to having, and that's why I like to say, become the CEO of your life. Take control yes. of your life and, you know, direct that in a way that you could actually grow from. Mm. And then the V is value your relationships. Yeah. You're, along the way, you've created some amazing relationships. So why not? help me, why not let me help you create a personal board of directors? This will get you through. This is your mentorship. These are the people who are probably in your life already, but you mm -hmm. haven't identified who they are or given them a role, but they help you tremendously. Yeah. The E part is evaluate your relationship with money. Evaluate your money relationship. Yeah. Because a lot of times we have a relationship with money and maybe we haven't identified it. I started off the whole conversation by saying, I come from humble beginnings. And yeah. guess what? My parents came from humble beginnings. Their parents came from humble beginnings. That is a relationship. And it's, um, it's just a cycle that you mm -hmm. go through. And But once you identify what that is and how you work with money, you can adjust it to be an entrepreneur. How, you, how do you work with it? And you know your money hangups. Work with that or learn what that is. It's so important. And the S is yeah. probably the most important part of moves. And that is share your story. You have to mm. become super vulnerable so that people can see you 
They know you. I had a hard time with that in the beginning because in corporate, you try to keep everything to the vest. You don't really want to share too much because you feel like you can be judged. Someone may not give you a promotion because of it, whatever it is. But when you become an entrepreneur, somebody's waiting for you to say, I did the same thing or I did these things and they're listening to see how you got past it. So they want to be able to get past it as well, or they may Mm -hmm. need help getting past it. It's so Mm -hmm. important to share your story and be as vulnerable as you can. And that is what I do. I I walk people through moves along with their skills. Like there's a, there's a program that I have for them, but I Mm -hmm. do focus on those five things when I work with everybody. Absolutely. I really love the acronym moves it's very very powerful and you know living a corporate breakup it's so hard you know living a job a career it's really really difficult for people and um, I love that you've created this amazing program to help people around that which is really awesome Um, you know you mentioned something in regards to you know money and I just want to know you know why is your relationship with money so important It's important because that's going to be the root of everything. A lot of entrepreneurs Mm. get hung up on the financial part of it. Yeah. They get hung up on, I'm going to go out. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to spend a bunch of money, you know, in the beginning on these beautiful marketing things on this beautiful, and they don't even have the right message in place. They have, they don't have the structure in place to sustain that. Um, somebody may come out the gate making a lot of money and then all of a sudden they don't make any. Like you have to understand your relationship with money. So if you're a spender, guess what you're going to do as an entrepreneur? You're going to spend. If you're a saver, you may not buy anything to, you may not invest in yourself as an entrepreneur because you're so worried about saving your money. That's why that relationship is so important. And it's so important for you to understand what that is because you're going to need a mixture of both. You're going to have to invest in yourself. I will say this again. You are going to have to invest in yourself to move forward. Mm. And that's why the relationship is so important. Hannah, it's it's like one of the most important things. What is that relationship and how do I use it as an entrepreneur? Absolutely. And I think you mentioned something about investing in yourself. That is so key. And I find that some people, they find it hard to invest in themselves because they don't really understand the value of what that means to them. You know, it's important that we constantly improve, you know, develop ourselves because obviously personal development is not a a destination. It's a journey. It's an ongoing process. Yeah. And um, it's all part of investing in yourself to become the best at what you do. So I definitely agree with what you said. And I wanted to touch on your book, amazing book. You are an amazing bestseller. Tell us about the process. What motivated you um, to actually write this book? What motivated me was me giving out free information. (laughs) So I just wanted to put it it up in a book. (laughs) (laughs) I just packaged it. Here it is. It's in one spot now. And it really was more about I went through a process. I took myself through a process from beginning to end. I had a coach who also helped me get through a process. So I created that with eight steps in the book from starting with pulling your skills and learning your message and talking to your customer avatar, actually Mm -hmm. creating a customer avatar, which most people don't understand they need, um, all the way through time management. 
You know, how do I do? How do I market? What's my personality as an entrepreneur? I go through things like that. I go through an assessment with individuals. So the book is there as a guide. And my current, my current and my um, former clients will say after they had the book, they went through coaching with me. It becomes a toolkit. You can always go back and refer through it. You can refer to what am I supposed to do when I go networking? What does marketing really mean to me? How do I deal with time management? What's some tips? And that's what the book is for. There's an eight step guide that will help you from the beginning to creating your career as a new entrepreneur. Fantastic. So I'm going to check out the book and I'm also going to leave some links also in the comment section below. So how did it become the best selling book? How did you become a best selling author? Please share some tips and strategy for some of our guests who are watching us today. So it's funny because it happened twice. So I became bestseller wow. for the same book twice. I hit bestselling in the pre-sale mm-hmm. and then I hit bestseller after it was printed again. Um, and I just think it was a message. That was a key to me that mm-hmm. this is a message that people resonates with. My coach taught me how to create um, a customer avatar and talk to my ideal reader. Who's reading this book, Katrina? Who do you want to read this book? And I'm like, you know, this is what I went through personally. So I can assume that I'm not the only one who ever went through this. Once I created who this person is down to how old she is, what her name is, I named her, gave her, you know, a personality. Every time I talk to individuals, I feel like I am talking to that person. And if you have that mindset to talk to that person, they talk back. They'll say, hey, it's funny because I went through all of that stuff. Then that's the person I was talking to. You know, I like to call it the pastor's approach. When you go to church and you're listening to the sermon and you're sitting there and you're like, oh, my God, I think he's talking to me. That's what your ideal reader should feel like. So I became bestseller because it hit so many people that um, it just boosted my sales right away. I love that. Absolutely. How important do you feel messaging is as an entrepreneur for people to understand the message that you're trying to convey? You know, how important do you think that is? It is number one. That's I start off with messaging with Mm -hmm. each and every person that I coach. And the reason I do is because we as entrepreneurs or want to be new entrepreneurs, I should say, entrepreneurs will start off by going to the pretty part. Everything is pretty. They want to go to the marketing. Marketing is the branding. (laughs) They want to go to branding. Yeah. But you don't realize that if your message is not clear, you can have the brightest brochure and no one's going to get it. You just spent all of your money on branding and pretty messages, and you don't really have a structure to sustain that. You don't have a message. So no one's holding on to it. Mm. And I've seen that happen before where. You know, people will do all of these things and say, I need this. I need this right away. I I literally do not talk about marketing in my book until it's towards the end. I have eight steps. I think marketing is number six or seven. It's way at the end because I want to make sure that person has a clear message because that message is something that you're going to carry wherever you go. And how do you practice it? I've practiced it through doing interviews like this. Like what are people holding on to when you talk about it? And just so happen, people hold on to my message, which is the corporate breakup. They hold on to that. It wasn't always that. 
I mean, mm. you know, I was just doing things, calling it just steal your skills. And then when I started talking about the corporate breakup and have that part of my message and people resonated with that. So yes. that became it. And it's an elevator speech, your personal statement. Before you do any podcast interview, they're going to ask you, give me a bio. Give This, this yes. is your message. <laughs> you know the person. Yes. Absolutely. Because your messaging and who you are really matters because yeah. it's all about, you know, giving you the spotlight, to be quite honest. So those things are very, very necessary. You know, just going back to corporate breakup, I just yeah. wanted to know if you can just give us maybe a um, few tips on how we can actually bounce back from corporate breakup. Yeah. So the tips to bounce back is definitely mm. go through the moves acronym, right? Yeah. But also, um, like, really focus on that mindset because, I don't know about you or what your listeners um, could understand, but think mm -hmm. about this. If they were in corporate, you're used to someone telling you what time to come in, what time to leave, what time to eat lunch, what friends to have, where to go for your job, mm -hmm. who your customers are. These are the things that you're used to. And for me, I was used to that for 30 plus years. Mm. And then you come out. There was a time, Hannah, where I came out and I started working as an entrepreneur and it was almost like I was sitting waiting for someone to give me the next step hmm. because that's what I was used to. I'm used to someone yeah. giving me corporate direction. So the mm -hmm. way to bounce back from that is really understand for your message, for one, what are you trying to achieve with this message? Yeah. And then in addition to that, how are how are you going to move forward and share that message? One thing I also will ask people is, when you start working as an entrepreneur, sometimes it's a passion of yours. Yes. Will you do this job if no one paid you? Right. You got to think in those terms. So mm -hmm. it takes a minute to bounce back. There's no time limit on it. But as you continue to learn and stay curious, then you continue to grow as your entrepreneurship. Absolutely. You're definitely right. And I think it's also about, you know, reaching out to loved ones also so that you're not isolated, you know, sharing your feelings as well, talking about it, really communicating with other people. Yeah. Um, so that you don't fall into stress and depression because it can be quite traumatic, you know, after, you know, a corporate breakup and obviously trying to bounce back, yeah. um, kind of staying focused for the future, trying. Mm -hmm. important to be quite honest yeah. definitely so you know how can people actually reach you and get in touch with you well i am on all social media platforms as k roddy 65 that's k-r-o-d-d-y 65 and then also you can contact me through my website which is the corporatebreakup.com fantastic awesome Easy enough, and right and my <laughs> book is also there to purchase on my website if you go there brilliant Fantastic. So I'll be sharing some of those um, amazing um, social media handles with our listeners. And I just wanted to know, you know, what are your last words of encouragement, of aspirations to those who are listening today, who are actually at the verge of, you know, um, a corporate breakup, or perhaps they are, you know, thinking of bouncing back? What is your kind of aspiration of words of encouragement to really keep them going? Well, I'll share with them what I use for myself every day. Yeah. And that is, if you're persistent, you'll get it. If you're mm. consistent, you'll keep it. Wow. 
So I, I encourage that. everyone. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Catherine. You have actually just given us amazing nuggets and inspirational um, strategies and your story. It's so amazing. Um, a story of a powerful woman. And against all odds, you still persevere. I'm so glad that you were able to make today's podcast. Thank you so much for sharing your amazing, um, wonderful story with us. And I hope you've actually found the process um, easy and smooth. You know, share with us, you know, the, the process that you've had to go through to be on yes. the show. <laughs> I sure will. This, you have an amazing platform and I thank you for allowing me to be part of it. Thank you so much. It's a really honor to have you on the show. So I want to say thank you to all our amazing guests. Thanks for joining us on this wonderful episode. Please reach out to the wonderful Katherine and she'll be able to support you, especially through your corporate breakup journey. And um, you'll be able to actually bounce back the right way. So see you next time on another episode of Birth Your Vision. I'm your host. Have a great evening. Stay blessed. And I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Stay blessed. Thank you. Thank you.